Dana. It's me, Sponsor. I love you. Here's a message from our sponsor. Hi. This episode is brought to you by Desert Skies. Desert Skies is a funny, pensive, and genuinely interesting audio drama that takes place in the Desert Skies astral plane fuel and service station. The staff of Desert Skies fix cars and get snacks for travellers on their final astral journey, the journey from this life to the next. We listened to episode one this week and really enjoyed it. The concept is really fun and well-written, and the end of the episode has a real emotional punch to it. The first full season of Desert Skies is out now, and the next season is currently in production, so it's the perfect time to listen. Interested? Listen to the end of today's episode to hear the trailer for Desert Skies. Or find Desert Skies anywhere you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Desert Skies for their support. Space Junk Series 3 by Beth Crane Episode 1 The Lift Last stitch. Thank you, Kilner. It's fine. So, is there anything we can actually do? You've got to have people coming to get you. Well, about that, we're having a bit of an internal dispute at the moment. Sometimes things are civil and sometimes not so much. If the office has survived the onslaught, which I'm not entirely sure it has, A distress call is just as likely to call in a supporter of Mr. King as it is one of my own people. Wait, how many CEOs are there? Four. Four? There are supposed to be five, but, well, internal disputes. The other two are Humphrey Mertinger and Penelope Worthing. Very old school. Not uh, keen on Mr. King. Right, so none of them are willing to come and help you? No. So we're stuck. Brilliant. I didn't say we're stuck, just that we're not moving yet. So what do we do now? I am equipped with a state-of-the-art entertainment system, suitable for whiling away many long hours. Lift, I had most of that taken out when I had you retrofitted as an escape pod. Ah, right. I have... three quarters of a chess set. (sighs) Brilliant. Where even are we? So we're technically 12 solar systems away from the front door you came in. We thought it would be economical to site the rest of our vast building needs elsewhere. Somewhere cheaper and harder to reach directly. Little backwater planet, nobody here but settlers. Pop a transporter in the lift shaft at our main address and no one's the wiser. 
but it seems the whole planet has been overtaken by some kind of civil war. How are we looking? Nearly there. I, uh, I think we're nearby. Haroldson, is that you? Yes, yes, sir. It's me. Uh, where, where are you? I can see you. I'm going to send out a blip. Blip. That's my location. Oh, that's, that's very close. Well, you might want to slow down so you don't hit me. Oh, right, yes, yes. Um, are, are you all right? No, but I'm coping. Okay. Coming up to the sub now. Docking. Thank you, Howerton. Thank you, Dax. And I'm coming over now. He's dead. Okay. Oh, Dax. Uh, uh, how are you? Fine. I think I figured out what happened. But it's not going to be easy to fix. Where did they go? Down there, and then through to somewhere else. What do you mean? What the Bruce is this place? It's very small for Atomicon Z office. It's a facade. The entrance is at a high-class address, but there's a teleportation tunnel to a cheaper planet, like putting an Art Deco facade on a concrete warehouse. Did you know that architecture used to be considered a sport? In 1912... Haroldson, this isn't really the time. Oh, sorry, I've just been... Reading a lot. Shouldn't you be steering the ship? Oh, I can do that with my eyes closed. Oh, my digital eyes closed. Uh, is simple. I don't actually close my eyes. I, uh, I just don't need to think about it much anymore. Good. Well, anyway, there's a portal in that building. Some kind of artificial wormhole. Hmm. Not that I've heard of anything quite like that before, but if anyone was going to have one, it would be Automicon. Oh, okay then. It connects that building with... Bruce knows where, but they went through it. I know they went through it. So how do we find out where it goes? Send a tracking device through? We go through it. We what? Finding out where it goes, well, it could take years, and then we'd have to travel there. Going through is our only option. What about the ships and the fire? The whole building's on fire and there's fire guards we'll have to dodge and then there's all the debris. I've run some calculations. Looking at it, the portal is near the top of the building, so we should be able to access it relatively easily. And, well, we'll survive. Survival I can deal with. You go back to the YKA and, well, our shields are stronger. Stay on my tail. When I burst through, follow me. Sure, I'll get the engine set up now. Howerton? Got it. Can you stop pacing? Somehow you're managing to make this tiny space even smaller. Leave her alone. She's just trying to think of a plan. So what have you come up with? I, uh, I, uh, we could try and steer towards a nearby planet, uh, make a landing. That won't work. What do you mean? I am entirely without landing gear. What do you... What is the point of having an escape pod if all it does is jettison you into space? You need to escape to somewhere. It was there as a last resort. I wasn't expecting to have to use it this soon. Okay, so if we hail a passing ship... I also have no docking port. Seriously? I had to get this whole thing built in secret. Do you know how hard it is to get a space-worthy engine into a busy office building without attracting attention? Do you know how hard it was just to make sure we had air? Well, that's my next question answered. Okay, so let's try something simple. Lift, can you change direction? I... I... It's simple. Just 
think of it as you're still in a big lift shaft. You already go up and down every day. All we're asking is for you to stop going up and start going down. Are we going down? Uh, no. I'm sorry. I really am. Gravity usually takes me down. That's a hell of a lot of fire. It's a burning building. I'm just... Do you think you can get through it? How attached are you to your custom paint job? Not really. Well, we'll be fine then. Ready to go. Ready. Ready! View on the monitor? Uh, no. Why? It's well. It looks like everything's destroyed. The the whole building is just just gone. They're still alive. I can trace their signature. It's vague. There's a lot of interference, but they're there. Show me the visuals, Harrison. Fine, but um, oh, Bruce, are you sure? Do it. Okay. <gasps> so they're out there in that cloud of debris somewhere. Yes. And you're sure they're in one piece? I'm sure they're still alive. Okay. Trace the debris path. Track every bit that's big enough to be some kind of escape pod. Anything that could fit two people in. Flag them and we'll sort through them. One by one. We'll find them. So, so what's actually going to happen here? What's our timeline? How much food do we have? Do we have any food? Sometimes you just have to wait, Kilner. I can't just wait. What the Bruce is the point in just waiting? I can try and make some kind of rudimentary landing pad. We could strip the doors down. Not unless you've brought enough oxygen for the whole class. What? Kilner, it was incredibly hard to make this lift airtight. I am not letting you jeopardise it just because you can't wait for half an hour. It's been more than half an hour. Hello, I'm Sponsorbot. I love you. Oh, of course you got a Sponsorbot. You stripped out everything but the essentials. I guess lifts are prime real estate. I hope it's not one of the ones I did. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. Really? I'll be quiet. If you're quite finished, here's a promotional message from Automacon. Need somewhere to store excess prisoners? Tired of those picky rules that say you can't just execute them on the spot? Whether you're overrun with sadistic murderers, swamped with terrorists, or just need somewhere to hide political dissidents, the Automnicon Peace Ray Prison System is here for you. Automnicon. We own you. I'm glad I get to speak to you. Bye! Oh, I, I, think, I think I've got them this time. Are you sure? Yes. And it's not just another warm rock? Yes, absolutely. Okay then, let's go already. Jolt. Go. There. There. That's them. Is that a... Is, is that a lift? I think it used to be a lift. There are a lot of extra parts. But it's them? It's them. Okay, let's go get him. Guys, just to let you know, there is a ship approaching us at some speed. Uh, we can't take evasive maneuvers, but I thought I should 
let you know. Is that... Oh, my Bruce, is that the sub? And the Waikaye? How did they even... I told you it was worth waiting. Well, yeah, but... Oh, Bruce. What? They're coming towards us quite fast. Yes? We have a, uh, very dense force field shield around the lift. A force field shield, but no steering? What do you mean by a force field shield? Well, you know when you put two magnets of the same pole together and they push away from each other? Oh, Bruce. As soon as they touch the lift... Well, we're about to find out what a force field shit! Oh, oh sorry! Out of my face. Oh, sorry! So, how fast are we travelling now? I don't want to commit to a number. Lamb. Of course they have a force field shield. So, how do we catch them? Could you see them? They seem fine. Well, if, if they bounce off us again, they might not be. They seem to be getting... Faster every time. Oh, Bruce. Much faster and they might pass out much faster than that. And, well, I've, I've heard that humans do turn to jelly under specific forces. So we need to find a way to slow them down or stop them. So what? What's the plan? Do we just bounce around the universe until we die of starvation? Bruce Kilmer, it's an escape pod, not a full space-going unit. And I hadn't finished the damn thing. Well, obviously. So what now? I don't know. Miss Lamb, mm. I appear to be experiencing some depressurization issues. Lift? There is a small hole in one of the control module shielding units, likely from gunfire. I didn't wish to worry you, but now that issue has become a little more pressing. How long do we have? Right, so, if it's pushing against everything that comes near it, we just need to surround it. But how are we supposed to do that? So we need to exert pressure on it from all sides, so it doesn't ping off in another direction. Right. What do we have in our stores? Howerton? Anything we can use? Oh, we've, we've got a lot of wire fencing from that security job. That could work. It's not strong, though. Not strong enough to carry the lift. We don't need to carry the lift, we just need to confuse it. What do you mean? Have you seen those, like, mechanical toy balls that, like, expand and contract when you pull different parts of them? Let's assume I have. If we build a structure around the lift using fencing, slightly further out than the force field can detect, then gradually draw it in tighter, almost like a drawstring bag. Then it's equally pressured on all sides. It might short out the system. Or send them rocketing into space. Do you have a better idea? No. I'll need Houghton. I'll need your... Bruce. Your acrobatic skills, and Bruce. I'll get on the sub so I don't get G-forced to death. Oh. We'll draw a path, and then you follow it. Exactly. I, uh, Think you can do that? Well, I'll have to. <laughs> do I get to try my plan now? No, of course you don't. Why? Because it might actually stand a chance of working? Guys? No, because once again, you'll put us all at risk. Oh, will I? Because I don't remember you being at risk, I remember you running. I'd say it was something more like limping, considering that my foot was already in Stop a- Stop it! Stop! Something is happening! Is that the- What the Bruce is Jolt doing? I have no idea, but I'm going to hazard a guess that it's more productive than whatever argument you're trying to hash out right now. We should pay attention, in case we need to do anything. Don't you dare. You can't frighten an AI into working. Watch me. 
You will keep the pressure at a survivable level inside this lift. You will do it even if you have to cancel every other function. Don't we need oxygen? Yeah. Turn out the lights, turn down the heat, turn off the comms, turn off everything you have. But keep this lift pressurised. Did that work? We'll see. Hang on. Things are about to get a bit uncomfortable. Oh, there goes the gravity. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, really mistrapped your elbow uh, this time. Oh, sorry. I think they might be pulling us into the orbit of that planet. They must be planning to take us down to the surface. If we survive long enough. Careful, careful, they're not exactly cushioned in there. Well, that'll have to do. Time to see if everyone inside is soup. They're, they're fine, I think. Life signs seem normal. I'd still rather see it with my own eyes. Jolt, it's good to see you. Kilna, are you alright? Yeah. <laughs> Samantha? Yeah. Oh, great. Come on. Fine, don't help me. What? You're gonna cut my pay. <sighs> Thank you for your help. I'm not sure who would have rescued me otherwise. Well, you do have a habit of leaving everyone you care about to the wolves. Or the crocodiles. It's more a matter of timing. My wife is on a sort of, uh, sabbatical, and Lionel is taking a short break. But no matter, I have some things to deal with before I return to Automnicon. In the meantime, they'll likely assume I'm dead. They usually do. Can I just borrow your communicator a moment? I'll stay here with the lift. You go on. I'll see you all sometime soon, I'm sure. Oh, there we are. Lionel will be along shortly. Well then, uh, goodbye. If you could watch for security on the way out, I'd appreciate it. I think this planet is sufficiently far out that I won't have any issues, but, you know, sod's law. Hmm. Wait, you have a wife? Goodbye. In that episode of We Fix Space Junk, Samantha Trapp was played by Rebecca Evans, Kilner was played by Beth Crane, Dax was played by Jack Carmichael, Ms. Lamb was played by Vicky Barron, Haraldson was played by James Carney, The Lift was played by Felix Trench, and Jolt was played by Headley Knights. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. This series is dedicated to Steve Crane. We'd like to thank our patrons for their support, and especially say thank you to Sarah P and Jane D. We use the money from our Patreon to pay our actors and run the show, so we're eternally grateful for all that you do for us. To support We Fix Space Junk on Patreon, Coffee, or PayPal, visit battlebird.productions or see the show notes. Hello? Is that Andrea? This is Ms. Lamb. Andrea Lamb? Yes. This is Mrs. Trapp. I believe we have something of yours. Uh... Or someone. They... Well, 
I think they made the assumption that we wouldn't have extra security. Which was a little foolish on their part. Oh. Don't worry, your agent is still alive. Currently. If you'd like her to stay that way, well, we'll be in touch, Andrea. to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what? What's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interests? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. Nah, no, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small, doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.